Praise God. Well, this is a year of restoration. I really believe that. God wants to restore back to us what we have lost, lost opportunities He wants to restore back to us. He wants to restore so much to us. He is a loving Father and He is for us. But this month we've also got the theme, Restoration. And today my theme of my message is God of Restoration. God of Restoration. We have our, as our theme verse, um, Psalm 51 verse 12 Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with your generous spirit. Glory to God. God, our God, is a generous God. Yes, is he not? This year, God, our Father, wants to restore to you all that the enemy has ever robbed from you, taken from you. He wants to restore that. Hallelujah. Do you believe that? Praise His name. Amen. He wants you to walk into it all by faith. Praise His name. And He's preparing us to be blessed this morning. Hallelujah. You know, when man repairs something like a pair of jeans or some item of clothing or that, it's never restored back to its original design, is it? When God restores something, He does a proper job of it. Mind you, when you look at uh, jeans that... Uh, my wife and that wear sometimes these days, they look right from the word go as though they need restoring, don't they? <laughs> I just think that there should be, uh, second-hand shops shouldn't be selling jeans like that. There's got to be a cut-off point, you know? You can always see, in the old days, we used to get an old set of jeans and you cut the back out of the legs because we'd made holes in them by throwing bales of hay, nothing like hay bales to wear your jeans through. Farmers will know that. You take the back part of another pair of jeans and you just sew it on the front and then you've got another layer, you see. And, uh, but these days, goodness me, I'm going to have to increase my allowance for Ruth for the shopping, praise God. <laughs> this word was not from the Lord. That was from me. <laughs> Amen. So what in life robs us from our joy? What robs you from your joy in life? Is it not what happened right back there in the beginning of time when man was tricked into leaning to his own understanding, trying to work things out himself, striving? And it robs us of our joy. We've been talking about so much about the love of God and fighting the back battles of the Lord with, with being surrounded by the Lord, just reveling in his love and his grace and his goodness because he has given us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. But then the enemy comes along with his trickery, and he wants to rob us, and he robs us. And he does the same thing as he did at the beginning, and he gets us to lean to our own understanding, and we fail to acknowledge God in all our ways sometimes. But God wants to restore that which has been taken from you. See, we, God doesn't want us to listen to our own reason, just to lean to this. So often we do, though, don't we? You know, in Psalm 69 and verse 4, we read about the Lord Jesus Christ, and this is my first point, restoring that which he didn't steal, that which he didn't take away. It says there in Psalm 69 and verse 4, for those who hate me without a cause are more than the hairs on my head. Now, if you've got a good hair to hear, you've got a lot of hairs on your head. And he says, they are mighty. <laughs> Who would destroy me? Being mine enemies wrongfully, 
Though I have stolen nothing, nothing, stolen nothing, I must restore it. That's Jesus suffering at the cross, taking your place. He never broke the relationship with the Father. He lived and walked in perfect relationship with the Father, but man had been robbed. And Jesus came in to restore that which he didn't take away. And people were his enemies. You know why were they against him? They felt threatened. He wasn't living from here. He said, not my will, but yours be done. And that was a threat to the mind of man. Those who would destroy me be my enemies wrongfully. Like Sometimes it's like that in church, isn't it? If we told you five steps to doing something, you think, yeah, I can do it. But when we say have faith in the Lord, you think, well, it can't be that easy, is it? But sometimes it is. All the time it is. Praise God. So Jesus restores that which he did not steal. But he does more than that. All that Adam lost, and he lost so much at the beginning for mankind, so much so that the Bible says that in Adam all die. But all that Adam lost in the beginning, Christ has restored. But he, he restores so much more than what Adam lost. See, Jesus was so much more than Adam in innocence. Before Adam sinned, he had the capability of sinning. It only, he had all the food that he needed. It only took one temptation, and there he is, plunging the whole of the human race into self-centeredness. But Jesus was hungry for 40 days, tempted of the devil. The devil came three times and tried him in all different areas. And he said, it is written. And it just proves to us that he could not sin. New creation, the new man in Christ, cannot sin. The original Adam, the one that was of the earth, sinned. He had, even in innocence, he had the ability to sin. But Christ not only didn't sin, but he cannot sin. Because he, the second man, is the Lord from heaven. And if you understand his, who he is, he is truly divine. But he's truly a man. It's a man God had always in purpose for us to live in. Glorified man now. And divine, truly, and man truly in the one person. Not two separate people. I don't know about you, but have you ever tried to live two separate lives? The Christian life and one foot in the world, and you're feeling a little bit, not schizophrenic, but uh, having a dual personality. It's a tough way to live. But you need to come to just rest in the Lord and trust in Him with all your heart. Because He restores 100% more praise, more adoration, more worship than Adam lost. The glory of the Father shines out through Jesus Christ in a far greater glory than all of creation. And I tell you what, when I got up early this morning, there's a lot of glory there in a beautiful day like this. The one who created it all is my Lord. The God who created it all is my Father. And what glory, but how much more greater glory when we see the love of God shining out through His Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. And when we become recipients of that, araha, araha. Yeah, we sing about it, but do you experience it? There's no end to it. In all its fullness, God is love. He's light. Let it emanate through your being. Jesus is the source. In Him is life, and that life is the light of men. But not only God has gained glory through the, the work of Christ, but so have we. God has taken us, and He's blessed us. And He's, we, we read we're heirs of God. We have an inheritance, incorruptible, undefiled. It fades not away. It's reserved in heaven for us. We can walk into it every day. 
We don't wait for one day when we go to heaven, then we're going to get it. It is ours now. We pull it down by faith. We walk in it by faith. We're joint heirs with our Lord Jesus Christ. How he has actually come right down to where we are and shared his glory with us. It's amazing. Hallelujah. So the first point, he restores that which he did not steal. And he restores our relationship with our heavenly father. The one who created us. He created all life, but he sustains all life. And as we have our relationship restored with the Father, we, we can see relationships around us restored. You can have a 100% more greater relationship in your marriage and with your children and with your grandchildren because the relationship that we have with the Father has been restored. I remember when I first received Jesus as Lord of my life. And uh, for the first time, I, 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 um, there was joy just flooding my soul. I got to experience what God thought about me. But it wasn't just what he thought about me. It, uh, he was really loving the Christ in me. His son established in me, because that's what salvation is. Turning away 180 degrees, no longer living from here, but receiving Jesus as Lord Jesus Christ. He becomes Lord of my life. He becomes the source, my source my blessing, everything I have is, comes through him. And then there's the joy that floods the soul. I remember, so happy, so joyful. But that's how I am now. I'm happy and joyful because Jesus is my portion. I don't know about you. I know about some of you because you walk in in the Sunday morning and there's a smile on your dial from ear to ear and, and the joy of the Lord is very evident. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. Glory to God. So he restores broken relationships. What a God. What a God. There's hope. There's blessing. There's blessing for us. This is the year of restoration. And then we look at Psalm 22, verse 1 to 3, and we see there that he also restores our soul. So not only does he restore our relationship with the Father, but what's going on in our soul is restored. The psalmist says there, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He restores, number two, he restores my soul. Now my soul is made up of my mind, my will, and my emotions. But he restores that. He restores that. You know, when we talk, see, the devil wants to direct our eyes on ourselves, but God wants our eyes to be where his are, and that's on the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the whole purpose of the worship and the praise on a Sunday morning. It's leading us to direct our gaze to the Savior. We don't want to look at ourselves. There's someone that we delight in that, that blesses us so much. He's such a blessing to behold. He's so glorious. But he restores our soul. You see, with our children, bringing up children, we've got four of them, and uh, little Evangeline's uh, 11 and a half. Our children, they go to school, and at night they come home, and we get to pray with them at night before they go to bed. It's a great time to actually 
sow into our children because they want to stay up sometimes as long as they can. And so they, you've got the ear when it's bedtime. And you can talk to them about what happens during the day. And sometimes you find someone at school has treated them not so nice. And uh, there often is a reaction in their soul to that. In their mind, they might say, I don't like that person. And uh, in the, their will says, I want something bad to happen back to them. And then in, in their emotions, they say, I'm angry with that person or I hate that person. And so as parents, we've got to direct them through that. We have to help them to process those feelings. God wants our soul to be saved as well. Our mind and will and our emotions. We all know whether it's in marriage or in relationships in the church or in the community or even in business, there's some things that come our way that we have to deal with that would, would cause our soul to be quite distraught. But David knew what it was to walk with the Lord and have his soul saved. His mind submitted to the mind of Christ. His will, not my will, but yours be done. His emotions, just handing it all over to Christ and just trusting in him, resting in the Lord. It's the place for us to be. That's where God has us. He restores our soul. So many things can take us away. Once your soul is uh, restored, your whole life may be messed up. But when you submit your mind, your will, your emotions to the Lord, healing or restoration takes place on the inside. So often we're looking on the outside in our business and our family and our marriage for things to change. But the great need is restoration on the inside in our mind and our will and our emotions, and that'll flow out if we only looked in. That's why the Bible's a sword that has two edges. One, that the Word of God is to be applied here before it's applied out there. Hallelujah. Some people believe that when Jesus died on the cross... He was paying the devil to release us from sin's prison. Now, I don't believe that. It really had very little to do with the devil. What Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, was doing on the cross, he was, we see the love of God displayed. Jesus was paying a ransom to the righteousness and the holiness of God so that God would be able to come out to us in blessing and restore that which the enemy had robbed from us. That's why Isaiah wrote concerning the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, who has believed our report, and to who is the arm of the Lord revealed? Isaiah 53 verse 1. The arm of Jehovah. You know, it's like that picture of God's hand coming through the cloud, sweeping us in, His loving embrace. He wants to take us up to glory. He's got bigger, better, brighter things for us. And so he has blessed us in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so now that his righteousness and his holiness has been satisfied at the cross, God is able to come out and give us all things in Christ. The enemy cannot speak against it. The price has been paid of our redemption in the blood of our Savior. You know, some people... Think about the Lord Jesus Christ when thinking about him. They say, well, he's God anyway, so him suffering on the cross, you know, it must have been, and of course man reasons with his mind, must have been, must have been easy for the Lord because he's God. But when you look at it and you think about it, 
How sensitive, how much more sensitive do you think the Lord would have been than us? How he felt it when he went to the cross. Even in the Garden of Gethsemane, he said, Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will be done. If that cup had passed from him, we wouldn't have been drinking the cup this morning. He drank our bitter cup right down to the last dregs of all the evil and the sin. That blessed man of Calvary, the Lord Jesus Christ. He was on the cross and he said, when quoting from the Psalms, Psalm 22, I believe it was, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And if you read in Psalm 22, why are you so far from helping me from the words of my groanings? Why? See, often in life we ask the question, why? If there is a God, why is everybody suffering around the world? Why doesn't God just do this or just do that? And we lean to our own understanding. But I want to tell you this morning, you don't have to ask why anymore. Just trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. He'll direct your path. He knows what He's doing. And there's always that question, why? But why Jesus asked the question is because He was feeling the questions that we were asking as we went through our, let's go through life. He was there as our substitute, hanging there. And He asked the question, why? And how many people are asked, asking that question, trying to approach God through their reason? And they're struggling to have faith because they want all those questions answered. Sometimes we have to let go and let God and trust in Him. I think when we look to the cross, we, we left in no doubt he, he does care for us a little bit, a lot, infinitely great, all that He went through. Hallelujah. I trust my Lord. Now, so the third thing. He wants to this year restore that which has been destroyed. Well, look at Joel chapter 2 and uh, verse 25 and 26. And Joel, the word Joel means the Lord, the Lord is God. And uh, when we read in Joel, we see that Joel was describing, describing the invasion of Judah by a plague of locusts that destroy everything in their path, path and impoverish the people. And so that's what he's talking about. God, the Lord is God. Let God be God. There's a verse in the Bible that says, let God be true and everyone a liar in comparison. Don't let man question God, just let God be true. So he says there, so I will, I will restore to you, God speaks and he says, I will restore to you the years that the swarming locusts have eaten, the crawling locusts, the consuming locusts. Mate, they had been impoverished. And the chewing locusts, my great army which I send among you, you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise in the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you. He wants to bring you into blessing. You say, well, why am I going through all the trials of life? Why, why does it seem like I've been robbed? Why does it seem like nothing goes right in my business? Well, because he wants to bring you into blessing. He wants you to grow. Why can't it just be easy? Why can't my parents just buy me a house and give me a car? Why can't, why can't, you know, why can't I just come up the front every Sunday and get healed by Pastor Paul and Ruth? Why can't I, um, you know, why? It's not that easy. Well, it is that easy, but he wants to bless you, but he wants to grow you. Do you think Joseph was ready 
for, for the great promotion that he had after 20 years of suffering down in Egypt. 20 years before, was he ready for it? Was David ready for the throne? Before he's hunted down, God is preparing you. Don't think, it's, don't think it's bad that you're going through the trials of life that everybody goes through. In fact, the Bible says, count it all joy when you enter into different trials. And I know some of us have been through mighty big trials, and some are going through big trials now, but God, what God is doing, he's wanting to restore to you that which the locusts have eaten, that which the enemy has robbed. He doesn't only want to restore his relationship with you. He wants to restore your soul. And he wants to give you great blessing. So you might stand up and be counted and be a witness and be a light in this world. That you might increase with favor with God and with men. And God is wanting to move through you for the blessing of our nation. You better believe that. He's made us kings and priests. We have authority and we reign with him. We rule with him. And we intercede on behalf of our nation, on behalf of our town, on behalf of Northland for those around us, because God is for us. God is for our nation. So God has got a much richer harvest from the fields of redemption than he ever got through creation. The glory of God that shines out through redemption and all his glories there are much greater than all the glories seen in creation. And Jesus has declared the glory of God. We need to look to him. And we see the glory of God shining in the face of Jesus Christ, our Savior. So number three, God is, number three, God is wanting it to restore lost opportunities. They can be restored to you. I know even with my kids, um, sometimes I've been striving at schoolwork and different things and, and study. And uh, they say, well, if I fail, you know, I want to be like others. Maybe I'll fail. Maybe, you know, and they, they, they want to put in more and more effort. And there, there is it's a good thing to a point to learn and to study. But once it consumes you and it becomes everything, there is a need to rest and to trust the Lord. Same in business. For me as a businessman, there is a need to actually apply yourself to business, make the right decisions, seek the Lord for God, godly counsel to make right decisions. But there comes a time when striving will not do anything and you have to rest in the Lord and trust in Him. Hallelujah. Amen. So God wants to restore to you this year lost opportunities. Restore your soul. Restore relationships this year. Praise God. It's time to dream again. It, we need to be, yeah, dreamers in a good sense. And have you ever had someone say to you when you're dreaming, look, your head's in the clouds. You ever heard that? Amen. But I want to tell you, your head's not in the clouds. It's way beyond the clouds. Our head is the Lord Jesus Christ, and he lives in glory. And you can dream greater dreams than you've ever dreamed before. Glory to his name. The possibilities are endless. They're infinite. They're so great. Time to dream again. God's wanting to restore to you so much this morning. This is a year of restoration. I believe it. We go through trials in life, and God is growing us. He's brought us to this time for such a time as this. Be encouraged, my brother and sister. God restores relationships. He restores your soul. Let him do that. And he restores lost opportunities in life.